tonight on this special edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. We look back on the year that was, the moments that made us laugh, the moments that made us cry, and the moments that made us reflect. All of this on tonight's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. How's everyone doing tonight? It is New Year's Eve. So before I get started, I want to wish all of you a safe New Year's Eve night. If you're going to go out, be responsible. But once again, we're in a pandemic. So if you can, please stay home. And if you're going to go out, please be safe. A reminder, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you hear your podcasts. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. And I want to briefly say thank you to all the listeners for the past 366 days. You guys have helped keep this going And I thank each and every one of you from Anaheim to San Diego County, from L.A. County to Australia. Yeah, I hear you guys down under. To those of you listening in the United Kingdom and Italy and Ireland, among other countries, thank you all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. For those of you that sent in emails, I thank all of you as well. If you ever send in a question... Thank you guys so much. We will have a great year, hopefully, in 2021 because Ducks Hockey is coming back in a couple of weeks. So be sure to stay tuned in for that. Uh, Before I talk more about this particular podcast at large, this is a special episode. This will only be a two-segment episode. This is kind of a bonus for all of you for the past year. I I've loved doing this podcast for a year and a half. I've loved covering hockey for the past decade. It has been a tremendous privilege just to be able to work in this sport. And I've had a lot of fun doing it. There's been a lot of fantastic moments, both on and off the ice. So once again, thank you guys oh so much. And we're going to get the retrospective started by looking back on some of the best moments of this podcast from the past year. And we're going to go all the way back to January because there was the premier event in minor league hockey. It was the American Hockey League All-Star Game. And I wasn't alone. Sarah Avampado from Locked On Kings, she joined me for AHL All-Star Weekend. And I got to say, that whole weekend was a blast. It was kind of a blur, but it was a lot of fun looking back on that event. And I know Sarah's listening. Yeah, we had so much fun. And I hope we get to do something like that again in the near future because it was fun. And so we decided, let's have a live chat. Let's have a live episode of Locked on Kings and Locked on Ducks. And just record and let's just go. Let's just go and see where it takes us. And one of those moments that we talked about and we had to talk about was Martin Firk. That firkin' hard shot. Yeah, we talk about that. And here's part of that conversation right now. We've been talking for a long time and didn't talk about the big thing on Sunday. You see see how I'm doing this, folks, is I'm kind of milking the moment. Just waiting to see when you're going to come to such a freaking amazing shot. So, the hardest shot competition. The previous record was set by Colin Miller of the Manchester Monarchs, Mm -hmm. now Ontario Reign. He had the record, had, of 105.5 miles an hour. 
I think I'm comfortable saying this on air. Me and a couple people had a little side bet going, and I lost a dollar on this. <laughs> I said his first shot would go 102. Uh, my buddy, who was not on ice level, he said it would be 104. Ooh. So I took him up on that bet, <laughs> thinking he's not going to go 104 at first. Well, yeah. Martin Furk's first shot was 104.0 miles an hour. I kind of point down towards the box. <laughs> he looks up. He kind of gives a little wave because he wasn't on camera at the time. But he was like, yeah, yeah, I was right. Got it. So once Ferk beat it, he knew he had won. Yeah. Right? So as I heard in an interview, he just, you know, closed his eyes and mm-hmm. let it rip. And what happened next was beyond everybody's expectations. And 109.2 miles an hour... It sounded loud even yes. from our vantage point yes. up there. Yes. How was the feeling up in your area? It was... So his first shot... You know, I think that everyone knew, especially, like, of the people who cover the rain and cover the Kings, that Martin Furk was probably going to win this event. I don't think any of us thought that he was going to somehow, you know, mess it up. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to I'm gonna quote. <laughs> I got a tweet Sunday night. And I will let Sarah see this right now. But on Saturday's show, live from Toyota Arena, I talked about that. That Marty Ferg was probably going to win it. And then I'm going to... Yep. Here it is. One of our yep. colleagues, yep. Harrison Lee. Re- yep. Read that. He says, Stimpy JD called it correctly. <laughs> so there's your acknowledgement right there. So Harrison Lee from Locked on Jets. There's your shout out right there. <laughs> Yeah, I I called it on Saturday. I said, watch yeah. him win this and watch him yeah. possibly break a record. Yeah, and so like we we yeah did did we think it was going to break the record? No, but you know that's such, it's such a hard record to break. There's a reason it's a record. Yeah, um, but legitimately, like whenever he hit his second shot, like there was kind of a moment of silence up in the press box. And then when they flashed the numbers on on the screen on Jumbotron, because we the press box was facing away from the actual electronic thing on the ice that shows. Yeah, so your so. your press box is more towards the right side of the yes. rink. I had the center ice yeah. area. So yeah, how, so we <laughs> How was the atmosphere where you were at? I mean it was like, you know, there's no cheering in the press box, blah blah blah. blah, blah, blah. Um there were more than a few like Holy expletive <laughs> kind of uh, <laughs> statements from uh, several of us up there uh, whenever they showed the the final um, the final speed, but just kind of a stunned silence and then just an explosion of like, oh my god, Martin Ferk just murdered a puck. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that moment like it was yesterday, seeing the crowd just gasp for good reason. They were stunned, and then seeing my fellow colleagues kind of look around like did did he just do that yeah still the record uh Zdeno Chara's was 108.8 but Martin Furk over 109 miles an hour still one of the hardest shots I've ever heard covering a game so that was from January now we're gonna go to February and kind of a little fun light-hearted moment between myself and the hosts of Locked on Hurricanes uh, originally, I was going to go on and have a little bit of silly talk and talk about the upcoming trade deadline. Or at the time, it was the upcoming trade deadline. And I remarked that the Ducks were not tanking. I mean, they were kind of tanking, but they weren't. 
as GM Bob Murray has said, this is a retooling. So with the, I guess, deadline coming up, I was hoping that the Ducks would make a couple of moves. And what I was hoping was that they might pick up a draft pick or two. Well, we recorded this the morning of a certain trade. And here's that audio clip for you right now. Is there any moves you would like to see the Ducks make? Um, I know you mentioned, like, you would... You wouldn't mind seeing them just commit to tanking uh, for the rest of the season. But if they weren't to tank, is there anyone you want to see them bring in? Bring in? Maybe some draft picks? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah draft picks. Yeah. Any particular yeah. player you want them to go after that's still available? That's available? Eh. Mm-hmm. At this point of the season, it doesn't matter. They may as well go after Zach Bogosian and offer him mm-hmm. peanuts. Because now he's <laughs> peanuts. Oh yeah! By the way, breaking news: Zach Bogosian just got waived by the Buffalo Sabers. So, oh yeah, yeah, he didn't report oh. to the Amerks. Jared, is that what we got tagged in uh, by? Oh, the Zingalit on Twitter. Oh, I think, I this think. just came up. Bruins trade for uh, Andre Case. They got one of you oh, guys. Oh, crap. Oh, no. And there, and there uh, goes my... In exchange for there goes my, David oh. Bex, Axel Anderson... Speaking of, speaking of trade, trade. Well. <laughs> wow. This what is, is interesting. This is going to be part of my podcast. Uh, breaking news. The Ducks just made a deal with the Boston Bruins for David Backus. Axel Anderson and a 2020 first round pick for Andra Kasha. That's a good trade for Boston. That's a fan favorite yeah. that Anaheim is getting rid of. Yeah. But that's also a good trade for the Ducks. Yeah. I totally guess do. Oops. <laughs> Backs. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, Back is a super uh, strong player. I'm I'm excited for Anaheim. Excited for you yeah. guys. I remember uh, back in the summer uh, before Justin Falk got traded uh, to St. Louis, uh, he was one of the players that was uh, in the running to come here uh, for Justin Falk. Yeah. Obviously, that's yeah. not happening because I was going to bring that up. Like, you know, what do you think about him still coming here? You know, who could we send? You know, obviously, get Trevor Van Riemsdyk out of here. Yeah. But. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, well, that's not happening now. Nope. All the players I wanted to see come here are not coming here. I would say that's a good trade for the Ducks because to get a first round pick, that's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. Just as we said it, just as I said it, go for some picks, and they got a pick first round. <laughs> mm-hmm. They listened to you, man. They they heard you. They listened to you. Bob Murray. This is the FBI. <laughs> They're like sending this stuff over. It's like, Great you know trade. I still cannot believe that we recorded just as the trade was going down another live show moment. And once again, thanks to the guys at Carolina for that. They do a tremendous job. So thanks once again for that. Uh, I guess one more lighthearted moment that I want to get to before heading to the intermission is I do this thing every so often where I give money to charity. I've been doing this for over a year now where I'll host a Hockey Jeopardy episode. For those of you that have been loyal listeners, Hockey Jeopardy is a regular fixture on this podcast. 
and I do like to give money to charity. So I figure let's have three ladies come on Locked on Jeopardy. Oh boy, this was probably the moment of the entire year, 2020, and the first time that I was doing Hockey Jeopardy where I was absolutely speechless. They they broke me, folks. They completely broke me. So here's that audio clip for you right now. Anyway, from Locked on Flyers, it is the magnificent Rachel Donner. Rachel, how's it going? Wow, magnificent. That's a first for me. <laughs> I it? appreciate it. How's it going? Uh, it's going all right. How's everybody going during this time of, I should I don't want to say non-hockey because there is still hockey on TV, I guess. But how are you guys doing on this quarantining? I don't it's know been... what day it is. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a news channel in or I don't know if it's a news channel or a news broadcast on a local channel in Cleveland that has a what day is it segment on their show every day. <laughs> that is so... necessary. Listen, I know what day it is because of my birth control pack, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Well, I mean, I can't beat that. I was going to say, (laughs) I don't usually use calendars, but I got this, like, date planner that, like, in a box, like, in a box of gifts. (laughs) And that is how I can tell what day it is. But I will never beat you. (laughs) So glad I said that not on my show. (laughs) Good luck, JD. (laughs) If you wanted to find a way to make me blush, that was it. Okay. Five minutes in and you broke him. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to break him. You're not sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> Thanks to Rachel Donner, Sarah Avampado, Laura Saba for coming on that show and nearly making me freeze in the process. We're going to head into the only intermission of tonight's podcast. But I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar. Yes, the best tasting protein bar ever. And this is a little bonus ad for them. But if you go to BuiltBar.com and enter promo code Locked On, you'll get 20% off your next order of Built Bar. And that includes their white chocolate coconut. Yeah, their white chocolate Built Bars are fan-freaking-tastic. Made with 100% chocolate, they are not only delicious, but they are good for you. They're healthy, only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar. And I know some of you have a New Year's resolution that you're going to cut sugars off. Well, with only four grams of sugar, how can you go wrong? So make a New Year's resolution to get some Built Bar in your life. So once again, go to BuiltBar.com, enter promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. They've been a sponsor of ours for a while now. So thank you to Built Bar once again for being a terrific sponsor. Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar in the land. All right. And coming up after the intermission, we're going to have a couple of more clips and talk about some stats for this program and some special thanks. So we'll get to that on the other side. How about that old school music tonight? 
for those of you astute listeners that are very loyal listeners to the show, I decided, you know what, last day of the year, it's a bonus episode, let's play the old audio, or the old, I guess, um, intro music from way back in the day. So I thought I'd bring that back one final time, because 2020, I guess. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, or T-L-O-P-N, or Tlopin. All right, before we get into the end of the show, I want to share a couple of more audio clips for you all. And there's one fun one that I really, really want to get to. Uh, We have a new host, Trey Matthews. He's been the host of Locked on Devils for the past seven months He has not had a chance to recap a game yet. Yes, he was host or he came on as host right around when the pandemic hit. So he's been talking about anything else. He's talked draft. He's talked free agency. He hasn't talked about the actual gameplay itself yet. And Trey and I decided, you know what? We need some content. We need to talk about some of the past games. So in the midst of our just random talking on our Seinfeld episode, we had a little fun and decided to poke fun at the fact that some other teams have not won a cup, but at least both of our teams have won it. And in fact, well, there was one particular moment that Ducks fans love, and Trey decided to have a little bit of fun with this because... Um, To him, I guess Scott Stevens is the best player on earth. So, Trey, if you're hearing this, Ducks fans will disagree with you. But here's that audio clip anyway. Okay, okay. We we got three. You guys got you guys. We got three. You guys got one. Well, I I wasn't going to go there. Well, you guys are more recent. I'll give you that. But, you know, still. Technically, it it, could have been two. It could have been. And it could have been four for us back in 2012, but it didn't happen. If, if not for, I, I, I'm not going to go there, but one of the most iconic moments in Ducks history happened to be Paul Correa. And Ducks fans still hate a certain player because of that. <clears throat> pa- pa- paging Scott Stevens. Scott Stevens, yes. Scott yeah. Ste- oh, oh, come on. You can't hate on Scott Stevens. Scott Stevens. He legend. knocked out Paul legend. Correa. Legend. He knocked okay. him unconscious. Maybe, maybe he angered uh, Maybe he angered him. Okay, no, no. Legend. He played the game with heart. And, and you know what? It wasn't against the rules at the time, so it's, it's, it stands. <laughs> legend. Legend. Uh, any kids watching this, watch Scott Stevens highlights, and that's how you better play. That's no. That's going to take your places. Legend, legend, New Jersey Devils legend. So obviously we're talking about the 2003 Cup Final where the Devils met the Mighty Ducks and the Ducks lost in seven. But how can you forget that moment? Uh, Because it wasn't really a moment. It was just he got in the way and he got knocked out. (laughs) Just got in the way. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it's not really a moment. It's more of just uh, unfortunate circumstances. Come on, you know, Scott, you know how Scott Stevens is. So why would you get in his way? Why would you piss him off? Like, no, no, no. He didn't get in his way. He didn't. Korea was away from the puck. He was trying to skate away. Well, maybe he shouldn't have skated away. Maybe he shouldn't have been a coward. 
<laughs> Scott Stevens is a legend, and he's absolutely 100% right. I don't care what you say. He played the game with heart. Did he really? Did he really play the game with heart? Once again, thanks to Trey Matthews for that clip. And whether we agree or disagree on that, that remains to be seen. I don't agree. But anyway, so one final clip that I want to share with you guys, and this is a pretty important one. Look, I'm not going to lie to you folks. 2020 has been an extremely tough year. It's been an emotional year filled with sorrow, filled with all kinds of emotional whirlwinds for everyone that's worked in sports, all the fans. And one of those big things that happened this year was the Black Lives Matter movement. And there's been some recurring racism going on. And one of the topics that I talked about was racism in hockey. And I had a very special interview, one of my most listened to interviews of the year, with Nick Hamilton, who you can currently hear on AM570, and who appears from time to time on Going Rogan on Channel 4. Nick and I had a long, long conversation, and it's one of the best ones I did all year long. So if you have not heard it yet, I invite you to go back. This is around June that we did this. It's a great interview. And here's part of that interview talking about what the NHL can do to reach the inner city youth, to reach the inner communities. Sports entity like the NHL, I think things can go a little smoother, too. Um, again, I don't know who's in charge of that, but whoever is, he can do a better job of getting the word out uh, because, you know, in society, we're going to continue to be diverse. Um, and that's why hockey is not the most popular sport um, when you think about the top sports in the country that people are able to watch. Uh, when you think about the top sports, you think of the NFL, you think of the NBA, you think of college football. Um, and there's a reason for that because they're engaging. Um, they're, you, they, they, they make themselves marketable. Uh, they make themselves available and they're more diverse. So just uh, one last question on that particular topic. What more do you think the NHL needs to do to get the voice out there? Do you think maybe they should market their minority athletes more? I think they should market all athletes, but I think what they should do in, in addition to that is start making their athletes available and more marketable. Um, again, as I said earlier, I think they need to make sure they, they institute a program much like MLB is instituted across the country. Uh, even if they had to take maybe, you know, the, the, the biggest, you know, the top 10 cities and, and start there and then seeing the, the growth and development in those top 10 cities and then maybe uh, market it even more. So maybe another five more cities and then add five more cities on top of that. So they're able to get, you know, a, a league in every market uh, that they're that they're stationed in uh, to, to spread the word about the game of hockey. Because I think it's a great game, uh, but if not enough people know about it. You know, that's where it comes up short. And that's really unfortunate because there's kids that need to be exposed to different things and have the opportunity to be exposed to different things uh, outside of what we normally are accustomed to. So I think the NHL needs to do a much better job than to step the game up and um, take the initiative to, you know, try some things out. I mean, they have nothing to lose. They have everything to gain if this thing is, is a successful program. And what about some of the athletes that are in it now that are, I guess, for lack of a better term, they're kind of being outed as being racist. I mean, what do you do about the players that are currently in the league? Because as I mentioned, there's been incidents this year still. This is still happening in 2020. 
I think you're going to get that until the NHL starts to get take a firmer stand on racism um, for and, and racist fans that make those type of remarks um, and really start to throw their support around uh, not only the, just the, the black players but the other the players that are that are, that are white or Canadian, um, you know, starts having them throw their support around their fellow teammates or their fellow players. Um, when you start doing that, you start showing solidarity. It's a trickle down effect to most, not all, but to quite a few uh, fans will probably get the message: Look, we're not going to tolerate this. We're not going to tolerate the disrespect. We're not going to tolerate the racism. Uh, we are one family, even though we may play on different teams. We're still one family. We're still players, and we still love this game. You know, a black player doesn't love the game any less or give less of an effort than a white player or somebody from Canada or anything of that nature. Everybody gives 110% and plays this game. They have to. They, 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 they wouldn't be here if they didn't have the skill set. Uh, just a great interview, one of my favorites of the year. So thanks to Nick Hamilton for coming on the show, and thanks to the plethora of other guests that I've had on the podcast over the past 12 months and there's been a lot of them and it's kind of hard to equate just how important each and every one of these guests are um trey matthews obviously has come on um, i don't know if i can name all of them because there's been just so many great guests but um nick hamilton coming on during a time when there was still a lot of strife going on there was still a lot of just horrible things going on in the world so it was great to have him on during the middle of all that uh, also gotta thank sean woodley who is the channel coordinator for the locked on nhl network he does a fantastic job with locked on raptors and i i kind of say i call it my boss but he's the channel coordinator and i gotta thank sean woodley profusely for that uh nolan nolan bianchi who is our social media person for the NHL side of things. He does a great, great job with the graphics. And I personally love the graphic of me hosting SportsCenter. So yeah, got to thank him for that. Um, some other folks that I want to thank Taylor Blake Ward once again for bringing me on the Lockdown Podcast Network. He's been on a couple of times. So I got to thank Taylor Blake Ward for coming on. So many people to thank. Oh, Kat Silverman. Catherine Silverman, who does... A great job at Elite Prospects. She came on. At first, she came on because I was pinch-hitting coverage for the Arizona Coyotes. We now have a host for that. So Kat came on once. She loved it. She had a great time. So we invited her back. So Catherine Silverman has come on a couple of times. Has some great insight on goalies, on draft prospects. So definitely follow her work. I got to thank some of the baseball people that are on this network. My buddy DC Lundberg, who I helped bring on. He hosts Locked On Mariners. Uh, Jason Burke from Locked On East. Gabrielle Starr from Locked On Reds. They also did a Locked On Jeopardy episode. And they just had an absolute freaking blast. So I got to thank those three for coming on. As well as all the other hosts on the Locked On Podcast Network. They all do a tremendous, tremendous job trying to provide such stellar coverage i love having those kind of hosts on the show yeah they're all great and we've all become really good friends on these last nine and a half months through everything going on also want to thank the boys from locked on sharks the content boys they're awesome 
C. Morley, who was on this network. She now covers the California teams for SB Nation. She came on recently, so i got to thank C. Morley for that. Um, when her and I talked in March during everything going on with the Ducks and the Blues and you know that whole scary situation that happened, uh, she was one of those people that I talked to. So I thank her very much for that. Um, just got to thank anyone that has supported me in the past year and a half on this network. Yeah, it's all great. Um, I also want to thank Sarah Avampado, great friend of the program, great friend, um, even though we are frenemies because she hosts Locked on Kings, I host Locked on Ducks. Uh, we've become really good friends over the past month and a half, or rather year and a half. Uh, we've hung out a few times, and that All-Star Weekend was just an absolute blast. So doing the live show was awesome. She's come on the show the most out of anyone on this network. So I very, very much thank Sarah Avampado for coming on the show. And in fact, that noise you heard my phone going off, that was probably Sarah messaging me. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that that's Sarah messaging me right now because that's how much we talk off the air, just about hockey and life in general. So thanks, Sarah, for being a great friend. Also, thanks to my buddy, Paul Fernando. Uh, him and I have been friends for two decades. Yeah, we've been friends for over two decades. And he finally, finally came on the show to talk about jerseys, something that people love listening to. They love jersey talk. And it was great. I cannot wait to have him on again to talk more about jerseys. So I thank anyone who has ever been a guest of this podcast. I thank all of you for your questions. I love hearing from you guys on the network. Um, there are some fans that chime in on a regular basis. Uh, Chef Jojo, he's chimed in from time to time. Uh, he was just on TV recently. So i got to give a quick shout out to Chef Jojo. And I love that one of my followers that, you know, does like to, I guess, interact. Uh, CGKHL. He changed his name to United States of Zegris. <laughs> I love it. Then again, I changed mine to Locked on Zegris. Can you tell that we're excited about this kid coming into the duck system? Yeah, Zegris is just amazing. I don't know what more I can say. Well, I mean, I know what I can say. But, man... Just hearing from the fans and hearing from you guys, it is truly tremendous. Um, I also want to leave with some stats, some kind of fun stats that I've been kind of looking forward to looking at as the year has gone on. So, over the year, Locked On Ducks has had a 307% increase through the year. And in fact, on this month alone... There have been 135% more listeners than last month. And our biggest months were March and September and October were massive, massive months for this podcast. Uh, some big some big ones that garnered a lot of attention. Uh, the most listened to podcasts as far as this particular one, Locked on Ducks, uh, everyone loved the 2020 draft breakdowns. Those were the most listened to episodes almost by far, but they were the most listened to episodes throughout the calendar year were the draft breakdowns. 
But the second most was everything that happened in February. We talked about that scary, scary situation that happened with Jay Bomeister. Um, I put out an episode that night, immediately after it happened. I mean, I was, I still remember this to this day. I remember what exactly I did. I, along with pretty much everyone else, you know, um, fans had to leave right away. I remember seeing a lot of the media members just leave almost right away when it happened because they knew that they were not going to talk to any of the players. And I could kind of see on the corner of my eye that they, they were immediately gone. And gosh, that, that one's still to this day. But when I left the arena that night, I saw a couple more of those media members out in the parking lot. And we were all just stunned. Everyone had this same look of, I can't believe that this happened. Because we've seen this happen in the recent past with Fritz Peverly. And now add Jay Bomeister to that list of players that have collapsed on the ice. And it's very unfortunate that the game had to be postponed in that fashion. But I remember sitting in my car for a couple minutes, just shaking my head and thinking to myself, I got to talk about this. And I got to think a bunch of people called me that night or messaged me because of what had happened. I put out a lot of tweets that night on the LO underscore Ducks Twitter. And the support that I got that night was tremendous. I got a couple of phone calls, you know, saying, yeah, you know, you have to talk about this. Like, yeah, I know I do. So they gave me a tremendous amount of support and I decided to just go for it. And just as soon as I got home, turned on the mic, hit record and just aired out my feelings and tried to report as succinctly as possible what had taken place, what happened. So that was my second most listened to by a long shot. But some other great moments that you folks like to listen to. Uh, Hockey Jeopardy has always been a big listener You guys love it. I'll keep doing them. So Hockey Jeopardy is going to be coming. The All-Star Weekend Madness. That seemed to be pretty popular. The Nick Hamilton conversation was also among the top five of listened episodes. And something else. So this was third on the list. The Spanish Flu and Hockey series that I had. It was a a three-part series I put out earlier this year. And this was maybe a couple of weeks after the pandemic had started. I did a plethora of research on that. And you guys listened. So thanks for listening to that entire series. That was greatly appreciated. And you you guys can always go back and hear these previous episodes. I invite you to do that. And finally, I just uh, want to thank David Locke, who is the founder of the Locked On Podcast Network for continuing to have me on and continuing to let me talk about the Anaheim Ducks and report to you, the fans. Thank you all for listening so much. I hope to get more interaction as the hockey season starts in about three weeks. That is my hope. So once again, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone. And I want to leave just with some fun little stats before we head off. Um, I mentioned that it was a plus 135% from month to month. Something else that I kind of thought was really cool. Um, You guys tend to listen on Fridays. In fact, Friday afternoon and Friday morning, or just Friday in general, is the most listened to day. That's when everyone listens. I think what ends up happening is you guys take in the entire week of episodes on Friday. 
which is why my numbers are so high for Fridays, particularly Friday afternoon. So thanks for that. Um, You guys listen on Apple Podcasts. Um, Apple Podcasts is 45% of my listenership. Then it's Apple Core Media. Google is up there. Spotify is up there. In fact, Spotify has climbed the charts quickly. So more of you are listening on Spotify. So thanks for that. Stitcher is also popular. Then we get into where everyone is. So most of my audience is in the U.S. Second most is Canada. Australia? Australia is up there as the third most listened to, followed by the United Kingdom. So you have Australia, then the U.K., then Italy, Germany, Belgium. I have some fans in Belgium. Who knew? So thanks for that. That one is unbelievable to me that people are listening in Belgium. As far as states where everyone is listen, listening, California obviously tops charts. But the second most listened to state is Virginia. Huh? Really? Virginia? Okay. I guess. And then after that, the state of Victoria, Australia. If you can believe that. And then Nevada's up there. Oregon's up there. Washington's up there. So good to know that their rival states are up there. As far as within California, this I thought was really cool. Most of my listeners are not in Anaheim. Well, okay. Anaheim is second on the list. The city with the most listens is, in fact, Los Angeles. LA has the most listens, followed by the Orange County area. So Anaheim, Irvine, Escondido, they're all way up there. Then I have a lot of listens from Corona's up there, Fontana's up there, Upland, Riverside is up there. So Corona had a lot of listens for a while. So I thank all of you for listening. Yeah, I just thank all of you. You guys are tremendous. And I really hope to hear from more of you in the new year. So with that said, it's been quite a crazy year. It's been a crazy 2020 and it's going to be a crazy 2021 because we're going to have pandemic hockey still starting in a couple weeks, if you can believe that. So be sure to stay locked in and stay tuned for more hockey coverage. And we also have World Juniors. We're going to have an episode New Year's Day because World Juniors is going to conclude pretty soon. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I want to thank you all for listening. And be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Follow us on Twitter at L-O underscore Ducks. Follow my personal Twitter at StimpyJD. So once again, thank you for listening. It's New Year's Eve. Please celebrate responsibly. Be safe out there. And for the last time in 2020, for Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the night. Have a great 2021. Continue practicing social distancing Wash your hands. Please, please be safe out there and be kind to one another. And for the last time this year, ducks fly together. Quack, 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 quack. Happy New Year, everyone.